I'm Kerry Rowett, and this is the Align and Attract podcast, helping you to create your version of an aligned business. Let's dive into today's episode. Being intentional with your friend and support network. I think this is a really important part of having an aligned business and certainly of having an aligned life is really looking at and consistently auditing really who are the close people in your life? Where are you investing your time and energy in a friendship sense? And also those people that might support you from, for example, a morale perspective in business or a motivational perspective, or even people that you hire as well and have on your team to support you. And that might be someone like me, who's a kinesiologist, as well as those other people that we will tend to have, like our bookkeeper and uh, our VA or other online team members, and also the people that we might have who support us in our home life, such as a cleaner or a nanny, or babysitters, and things like that. And all of those choices that we make can make such a huge difference to our quality of life and some of our outcomes actually as well. And I think the thing uh, that we can sometimes forget is that when we are allowing a lot of time and energy to go into relationships with people which may not give a lot back or may not be so supportive of us, that is actually detracting from relationships that could be so much more nourishing. So I thought it'd be really helpful for us to talk this through today. You can use as an opportunity to really think about the people you have in your life at the moment, of course, I recognize and understand that you are, if you are in lockdown, this might be really affecting you and you might not feel like you've got, you know, the same capacity to connect with people that you've had in the past, but that will change. And it can be a very clarifying time as well when you realize who are close people and which people are maybe not as close as what you thought when you can't do your usual things. And I think that comes up for all of us when you go through a time of challenge of any kind, or if you go through a time of great joy, or or a time of success, or you're really doing well in a particular area, how people who are in your inner circle respond and support you during each of those times can really clarify, are they the right person to have so close to me? It's not to say you're going to delete those people necessarily. It's more to say that it might impact on your choices about where you really invest a lot of your precious time and energy moving forwards. So what got me really thinking about this in more detail was I listened to a podcast 
episode on the 10% Happier podcast. It's really good. And the man that was interviewed was Robin Dunbar, and he's written a book this year called Friends. And he has done research for many years, really unpacking friendship and the number of different types of friendship and connection that we can actually hold and sustain at one time. And I found this was very clarifying and I'm curious to hear if you find it really clarifying for you as well. It really did give me some food for thought. So the research says that From a brain perspective, we each have a very similar capacity for the number of friends that we can have in our tight inner circle. And that number is four to six. So it's very similar, isn't it, to that phrasing that you will have heard, and I don't know the originator of it, where it's like you are the average of the five people closest to you. So it's a similar concept. This is research-based. And so this four to six people includes your direct family members. And so if you think about the people who are in your inner circle, presumably if you've got direct family members, it's going to include those. It doesn't allow many people outside of that. And the way they measure who is closest is actually by the amount of contact that you have with that person. So it really is the personal people who you speak to the most, like probably on a daily or almost daily basis or see, you know, that frequently. So who comes to mind as you start to think about that? And are they the right people? When I've had this conversation with clients, sometimes they've been able to identify right away. I have got one or more people in my inner circle who doesn't belong there. So for example, it could be a client who's taking up one of those spots, someone that they, you know, had contact with on a voice app or something like that. So that person was in constant contact with them and they had very regular sessions with them. So that would be an example of someone who you, you know, they're just not in the right spot. Like you just don't want to have them in that inner circle. That's not the appropriate place for that person to be. And it could kick up other problems if they're there. Sometimes we might have somebody in that one of those inner spots, perhaps it is a family member or, you know, someone who we do speak to very regularly, but actually that relationship is not particularly healthy or nourishing for us. And if it feels right to you, you might consider how can I create more space from that relationship? Additionally, Robin said that an activity can actually fill one or more of those four to six spots. So for me, I go to the gym like three times a week. I feel like the gym is probably in one of my spots. Maybe it's sort of like just probably on the edge actually, but that could be 
something that you could consider as well. And here's the thing, it's a zero sum game. So if someone comes in, that's no problem at all, but it does mean, unless you had a a vacancy in one of your spots, it does mean someone else comes out. So that's why he said, if you enter into a new relationship, unless you had some spaciousness in your inner circle, it means one or more people will move out of that very inner circle. And I'm sure you've experienced that uh, maybe even when you were younger, you know, that in it, the impact that can have on very close friendships or some very close friendships when you enter in a new relationship and then start spending a lot of time with that person. Like that's very real. And then the, the grief or the disappointment that the friend might feel, or perhaps you have felt if it's happened to you before you know, it's very valid because they have actually been moved to maybe the next circle. And the next circle inclusive of that first circle is 10 to 15 people. And that would include your besties and, you know, maybe family members that are not, don't make it quite to the four to six, but are still very close. So think about that for yourself as well. Who are the people in that circle? And once again, it could be that you have fallen into a habit of spending a lot of time with, let's just say, an old group of friends who you were friends with at a certain time in your life. And now that when you really think about it, those relationships don't nourish you as they once did, or they're not as supportive. Maybe you even feel on the outer edge of that friendship group, but you're kind of hanging on because of the history. It's just an interesting thing to think about and to check in with yourself. Does this feel right? And I think we all go through times and stages in our life where we can feel our friendship our groups are shifting. Of course, it might happen if you move states or countries. That's very natural that you go through that change at that time. And in fact, I found it very interesting that Robin said, sometimes if you do go through that change, you might have the instinct to hold onto the old friendships and have regular Zoom catch-ups or phone calls or WhatsApps or whatever, which is all fine. It's no problem. But what it is doing is holding a space which cannot be taken by somebody new. And the benefit of it being potentially somebody who is newer and who is actually in closer proximity to you, where you actually live, means that when... (laughs) stuff hits the fan <laughs> or, you know, you go through some kind of challenge or you're experiencing something and you, you need a friend to talk to um, or some, or you're actually wanting to have friends to do things with on your weekend or whatever it is, like that person who you were so close to, they actually cannot fill that spot quite so appropriately. Do you know what I mean? And so you actually can be missing out. It's it's really interesting to think about. I think for myself, I did do that. Um, when I moved from Melbourne to Adelaide, quite understandably initially, because I wasn't in the right place to be investing in new friendships. However, 
if you hold on to the older friends as being your closest friends, as I say, you might prevent yourself from having that those openings to then make the new friendships where it is you actually are in the time and space of your life that you're actually in. I think for those of us who have children, there are natural openings um, that come out of that, such as if you join a mother's group, that can be an opportunity to make a new group of friends. If you are able to and want to spend time with your children during the week, there are obviously different groups and places that you might meet friends. And then when your children start kindergarten or school, that creates new openings as well. And friendship groups can shift. It's not to say that the old friends are not not important either, but just depending on circumstances, routines, proximity, there just might be a change in who you are seeing most frequently and who is supporting you most. So continue to think about that 10 to 15 people and who it is that that they are. And if there is any movement within that, are there some people who are occupying a space who you just actually need to let them move out to the circle outside of that and allow the space to be there for someone who might be a more appropriate or more aligned friend for this time in your life. I'm pretty sure the next circle outside of that was actually 150. (laughs) So the next stage was defined by, it's basically, if you think about the number of people that you would invite to a wedding, like that represents that next space. It's around 100 to 200 people for most people. <laughs> Again, it's quite brain, you know, it's quite brain oriented. And if you think about if you've been married, how many people you invited, or if you were to plan a big party or a big event, how many people would you invite? You probably won't be surprised to notice it's around about that many people. Really interesting. So that's people who you care about, they care about you. He defined it by they would have a sense of obligation to come to an event like your wedding. So yeah, very interesting. And then the circles continue to go out further, maybe it's 500 that you might have a casual acquaintance with, and then 5,000 that you might recognize, but that includes like public figures, people like the queen, you know, and so on. They're just people who you know who that is, but you don't have any kind of personal connection with them. So how does that all sit with you? How do you feel about your current network and how supportive it is of you, how well it brings out the best in you, and maybe as well how much you are nourishing and nurturing, valuing, and really contributing your energy 
to those relationships that are most important to you. And one further thing I'll say about that is that I have had discussions with people who said, I have got way more people than four to six in my inner circle or way more people in that circle just outside of that. And Robin did say you can spread yourself too too thin. So you might, but that might mean in the way that his, you know, his research has looked at this, that you have got the six people, but they all represent, sorry, the six spaces, but that's like a quarter, you know, uh, one space is occupied by four different people is what I'm trying to say. And there's like a quarter each, but it actually does dilute those connections. So you don't have the same depth of connection that you would have if it was tighter and it was <laughs> one person to a position, if that makes sense. So as an example, someone I spoke to said, one of my WhatsApp groups, they're a person that's like this, maybe let's just say 10 people in that group. So that's one tenth. <laughs> well, each person represents one tenth of that position. But then as that person reflected, they were like, hmm, is that is that appropriate? Like, is that what I want to have this one group representing an entire person and maybe taking me away from the real life in-person relationships that actually do contribute more significantly to my happiness and that I can have more of an impact on? So, yes, you might find that you are noticing there is a space open and you might be noticing that actually you're needing to instead really clarify actually who are those really core relationships and am I investing what I want to be investing into those? Am I really showing with my actions and my words and my energy how much those relationships mean to me. I would love to hear any thoughts you have on this. I obviously found it pretty fascinating. I didn't take any notes on the episode. It just like drilled itself into my brain, as you can hear. (laughs) And I just really, I'm going to order the book. I just took so much away from it. I thought it was really, really interesting. So I'd love to hear your thoughts over on Instagram. You can find me at Kerry Rowett. And I look forward to talking with you next time. This was episode 34 of the podcast. And that means you can find all of the relevant show notes over at alignandattract.com slash blog slash 34. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love it if you could please send it to a friend. (laughs) And also you may like to just take a screenshot and share it with your stories. It really helps to spread the word and to really get this energy out to anyone who might be able to support. And I so appreciate your help with that. Thanks so much.